Coming up on Podcast 1653, BMW's EV lineup will include cheaper models, so says the boss. Stick around, I'll tell you more. Also on the show tonight, how are Polestar doing? We'll find out how many batteries are made in China and a big success for Ionity Network. Those stories and a lot more coming up on the podcast today, so stick around. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Sunday 13th of November. Martin Lee here. I've been through every EV story today, so you don't have to. I'm here to save you time. We'll start our news with Rivian and early owners in cold climates of the Rivian with its very distinctive vertical headlights. But of course, it's a truck, so very much, a, you know, like a tank heading through the air. It's not exactly the most slippery of things. Pointing out that the high-tech LED headlights in the Rivian, which are commonplace on most new cars, actually, especially electric vehicles, now that they're in cold climates, there's one problem that they can't get around. The LEDs just don't generate heat. Well, that's good, because if you're a light and you're a headlight or a headlamp and you want to use energy, you want to convert it to light, not heat, because heat is wasted energy, and that is less range in an EV. But in cold climates, the ice, because of the, the way the vehicle is designed... The ice and the snow hitting the front of it, the wind isn't pushing it past, and people are having to stop every few miles to get out, wipe the headlights, carry on. Stop, wipe the headlights, carry because you just can't see anything. It's causing havoc driving around at night in cold and snowy conditions. And I'm sure they're not the only truck to suffer from it, but Rivian owners on the Rivian owners forums pointing this out. The vertical design, they say, doesn't help because of the way it catches the snow and the slipstream doesn't sort of sluice it off. Aftermarket lights could be one way around it. You can buy them on the market, by the way. They have a little heating element, like a little wire that you can get for various vehicles. And if you live in a cold climate, maybe you've got them already. The same technique is used on your rear windscreen, by the way. Some headlamps with heaters feature circuitry that only turns them on when the outside ambient is maybe below freezing. Uh, I'll pop a link to that story in the show notes so you can read more. How's Polestar doing? Well, actually, pretty good. The Swedish EV maker Polestar saying yesterday its third quarter operating loss narrowed. So yeah, they're still losing money, but not as much as they were. And how many vehicles will they deliver? If you're seeing more of them around, there's a good reason for that. They will deliver 50,000 Polestars this year. Their guidance remains unchanged. Uh, Revenue of $435 million in the third quarter, up from about half that in the third quarter. Same time last year. Operating loss, $196 million, which is down, like I say, but... They actually reported a book profit. How does this work? Uh, so they reported an, operate, an operating loss of $200 million, nearest, damn it, uh, and yet a $300 million profit. How does that work? Well, something to do with an accounting credit because their share price has fallen and therefore it's going to pay out less money than they had accounted for, hence the credit. Either way. Look, Polestar's doing okay. 50,000 vehicles this year, generating about $2.5 billion. They're a proper EV company, of course, backed by Geely. And they've got a nice order book as well. Now, electric vehicle recharging infrastructure must be installed in new homes under new regulations in Ireland. And it's to allow for future installation of charging points under new building regulations announced by the Minister for Housing, Dara O'Brien. The regulations will apply to any new dwelling, a house with a parking space located within the boundary of the property. Also, new multi-unit residential buildings must all have the infrastructure in place. It hasn't got to have the chargers on the 
wall, but the infrastructure, the cabling must be in. Multi-unit residential buildings undergoing major renovation work where a car park is located inside or adjacent. Yep, that is included as well. There are 45,000 EVs now registered on Ireland's roads. And it's great news that the Irish government are saying, hey, if you're building a new property, it's got to be EV ready. That is unbelievably smart. It's just brain dead that everyone else isn't doing it now uh there's a reason for that because putting a cable in whether you know if you're on a 240 volt system or 230 volt like we are um putting in a 32 amp cable a 32 amp circuit 32 amp breaker at the point of building a house is such a marginal cost it's pennies it really is uh, to put that in to make it ev ready and listen the same goes for solar by the way, because you're not paying for roof tiles. So the roof tile, the money that you're saving on roof tiles, the, the, the price of solar panels, and whether you want the in-roof solar that kind of blends in or just, uh, you know, not you can't get the Tesla, obviously, solution, but you can get versions of the, the Tesla tile. But any of those systems, not the ones that sit on top of the roof tiles, but if you're doing a new build, like roofs should all be solar because the incremental cost of doing it at the point of new build is so tiny on a three or four hundred thousand euro property well done ireland that's brilliant now the sales of used evs are reaching record highs in great britain according to a new report published by the society of motor manufacturers and traders over here used evs the demand reaching record levels in the third quarter of this year sales up by 44 percent Sixteen and a half thousand used evs were sold in the third quarter of the year used sales are now fifty thousand vehicles the year so far and the demand is clearly there to feed it but we need a buoyant new car market says the rac which means giving buyers confidence to invest in those cars and absolutely buyers do need confidence we'll find out next week what the uh, british government are doing on uh, vehicle taxation because they've said that the uh, the good the good times are ending because there's no tax on evs so we'll find out what that is going to be very soon now china's power battery capacity when i say that what i'm talking about is um, how many batteries for electric vehicles were made in china and it is up 98 percent look we're all friends we'll call it 100 percent. it's a hundred percent increase year on year on the month of october looking at how many ev batteries are made in china the world's leading location, of course, of electric vehicle batteries. In October, China's battery output was 62.8 gigawatt hours, which is a huge increase year on year. Of the power batteries produced in October, 24.2 gigawatt hours were ternary batteries or uh, those chemistries, things like uh, the NMC chemistries that we talk about, nickel, uh, cobalt, manganese, and 38 gigawatt hours. So a third more is, and and a bit actually, and some change, uh, lithium iron phosphate. So LFP, lithium iron phosphate batteries, which for many people are kind of new to talk about, not for many manufacturers in China, and actually um, many advantages to those batteries, not as as, as perhaps high performance, um, but... Lots of good, you can charge them to 100%. They want to be charged to 100%, for instance, in terms of pack voltage. So, uh, yeah, really, really big numbers in China for the first 10 months of the year. So how many batteries have been made for electric vehicles so far this year? 425.9 
gigawatt hours, uh, which is 166% up on the same time last year. Who are the biggest companies? Uh, that would be CATL, BYD, CALB, Goshen, uh, the biggest four in China. Between them, 85% of all batteries in the country. Ionity here in the UK. Ionity says it has completed the upgrade of all of their countrywide motorway service areas. We call them MSAs. Well, no one does in normal language, but they're called MSAs, motorway service areas. And all of the ones belonging to the extra chain uh, have now got at least six ultra-rapid chargers. Now, the government target was for that to be done by the end of quarter one 2023 and it's already done uh, ongoing installation work continues they're expanding the m25 ones at cobham which is super useful because i i will be using them a bit more coming up and so that's going to be 12 and i was at cobham recently and there was a big old queue and actually where they are in the car park there's not a natural queuing system i mean there's no ev Chargers that I know of have a dedicated queuing lane or queuing system or signage or anything like that. But where it is in that car park, you can approach it from about three different angles. And so you pull up and you're like, are you in the queue? Are you in the queue? Are you in the queue? And it's really hard to work it out. And they're very busy. So 12 going in at Cobham. Brilliant. It oh, it really needs it at that location on the M25. And there's another six of them going in in Gateshead at Metro Centre. So Great news, Ionity. Yeah, not the cheapest in the world, those chargers. Um, I use them infrequently, but when I do use them, I'm generally heading somewhere and I don't mind paying because I charge at home overnight 99% of the time. That when I am heading somewhere, I really don't mind paying a little bit extra. Not a huge amount, but I don't mind paying a little bit extra uh, for a charger that is reliable and working. And, you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm having my wish list listened to, uh, is available. But that's not always the case. So yeah, 12 in a column's fantastic. Right, coming up on the podcast, very, very soon, we'll be talking about BMWs, making sure they stay in the affordable end of the market, and Honda and Sony, where you'll be able to get one of their joint venture cars. Stick around. Those stories and more coming up. Let's talk headline story. BMW's electric vehicle lineup will include lower-priced models, according to the boss. BMW not well known for having cost-effective vehicles. The BMW i3 was certainly not a cheap car, but it was a smaller car that many people used in cities or urban environments. According to the CEO, Oliver Zipser, BMW is not going to abandon that segment, the what you call lower-priced segment. Now, look, the i3. It was not a cheap car, but certainly they want people to be entering the EV market with BMWs. Uh, He was talking at uh, an event which was hosted by Bosch. I think Bosch are technically the world's biggest supplier to the car industry. I think it's Bosch. Uh, The BMW CEO said, and I quote, we are not leaving the lower market segment. Even if you consider yourself a premium manufacturer, it's wrong to leave the lower market segment. That will be the core of your business in the future, end quote. So I guess he's talking there about people getting into a cheaper, like a BMW iX1, with a view that, hey, one day, a few quid in my back pocket, it could be an i7 on my driveway. I like his thinking. Now, DC America is one of those companies building out a charging network with that public money, and they're going to be using Tritium hardware, which is a good thing, because the Tritium stuff's very good. Uh, The solution is expected to be compliant with the federal Buy America standards and be eligible for the uh, NEVI program, the National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Program Funding. DC America's skid-based charging system. I have no idea what that means. I've read it a couple of times now, and yeah, the skid-based 
charging system? I don't know. Maybe maybe it comes on slabs that they call skids that they just sort of drop in from a lorry and it's ready. They just hook it up, ready to go. Uh, I've tried to find out and I can't. Uh, Airs, they say, uh, allows for rapid deployment and they're using the Tritium highway uh, corridor locations, uh, Tritium hardware for those, providing the flexibility uh, to scale up their 150 kilowatt DC fast chargers. Honda and Sony are getting together to make electric vehicles. On a call to discuss the financial results, uh, the CFO, Kohei Takuchi, claimed that the Honda and Sony sales model is going to be a novel one for the automaker. And by that, he didn't explicitly say that means online sales, direct to consumer, but I'm presuming that's what he means. The companies are hashing out a sales and service network for the U.S., The comments come as perhaps welcome news for Honda dealers who are becoming concerned about where they fit into Honda's future, but they will be needed to service those Honda-Sony vehicles. ChemPower is delivering more than 50 rapid chargers and ultra-rapids to South Australia. Uh, The Finnish company, ChemPower, partnering with Brisbane and the company Smart EV Solutions. Uh, 50 of them going in uh, with the Royal Automobile Association of South Australia uh, putting those in. More than 50 rapid charging sites installed with the Kempower hardware with CCS2 plugs, 150 kilowatt maximum output on the ultra rapids. And um, I think that those units can go up to 200 kilowatts. So there's two people turn up, you start splitting it. I think that's how it works. Right, moving on, BYD. And you know what? If you want to email me and say, stop talking about BYD, then you're welcome to. I I just have this feeling that in in my old age, in my rocking chair, when everyone's driving BYDs in America and Europe and the UK, and I'll be like, I told you about BYD 30 years ago. I, I'm so convinced that they, 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 that one day they will be on. You'll see them as much as you see a VW or a BMW or a Mercedes or a Tesla. Anyway, another thing that makes me think BYD are a force to be reckoned with already and will be sooner rather than later. And that is, uh, they are into school buses now, and the school bus uh, that they're launching has vehicle. Uh, to grid technology and they call it a type a battery electric vehicle zero emission school buses being rolled out by byd for america it's offering vehicle to grid technology so it can be a power resource overnight and even during the day when they're not ferrying transporting students these buses seat 30 and they have a lift gate for lifting uh, for accessibility and it'll do 140 miles on a single charge way more than most school buses need uh, lithium-ion phosphate battery bi-directional like i say uh, and byd provide the hardware as well so you can feed back energy into the grid and then recharge the vehicle uh, when the grid is greener and cheaper another reason why i think we're going to see more of that byd badge on the road and that's your podcast for today right question of the week taking a break but it will return uh, thanks to our Patreon supporters, every one of you. Our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland, and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley's EV Review Ireland YouTube channel, Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK. Hi to the gang, Octopus Electric Universe. I love using those guys, especially on Ionity stations. I just tap my card and I'm off and away. Uh, One app, and one map 
hi to milbrookcottages.co.uk. Make sure you book yourself in, have a nice little stay in Devon. They have five-star luxury cottages, because let's face it, you deserve it. And lease plan electric moments, providing all the tools and guidance that EV drivers need. Thanks to our partners, David and Lisa Allen. Thank you so much. Yuka Kukunen, a shift to electric with the number two, dot com. Rajiv Narayan, Michael Lumley. Battery reports for your EVs at recurrentauto.com. Have you got yours yet? Let me know. And Darren McCleskey. He runs DeNovo Real Estate. And thanks to all of our exec producers. Adrian Bond, Alan Shedd, Alex Banahini, Alexander Frank, Anders Hove, Andrea Jefferson, Andrew Luomo, Andy Nancaro, and Lillian Cass, and Asir Khalid. Beyond Fugstack, Bill Calhoun, Blaine McKinney, Blunderbuss Jones, Brian O'Leary, Brian Thompson, Bruce Bohannon, Chad Lane, Charles Hall, Christopher Bath, and Colin Hennessy and Cam ZV. Craig Rogers, David Dysart, David Finch, David Partington, David Prescott, DCEV, Ed Cortine, Eddie Regassa, Eric Hansen, Eric Nyombi, and Frederick Rovick. Gene Rubin, George Totrolo, Heinrich Leisner, Helmut Selka, Ian Waddy Watkins, Ian Griffiths, Ian Sear, Jack Oakley, Jacob Kuhn, James Penfold, James Storr, Jan from eMobilityNorway.com, and Jim Morris, John Schroeder, John Vandervoort, John, who is Beardy McBeardface at Ken TVs, and John Mann. Jack. Juan Gonzalez, Kester Sandback, Kevin Merson, Lawrence D. Allen, Lee Brown, Luke Cully, Marcel Ward, Nathan Gore Brown, Nathan King, Nathaniel Friedman, and Neely Roberts from Sussex EVs. Ohad Aston, Paul Stevenson, Pete Glass, Pete Gordon, Peter and D. Roberts, Peter Reiner, Phil Mouchet, Philip Forrester, Philip Troutman, Raymond Rowledge, and Realtors Choice Photography. And Rob from the RS Thinks EV channel on YouTube, Robert Grace, Saki Payne, Stephen Penn, Steve John, the Plug Seekers EV YouTube channel, Thomas J. T.S., Timothy Phillips, and Tyler Voss. Have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing. Uh, as a self-charging hybrid.